Hey, I'm Melies, the Story Collector, and this is The Courage 1000 Project, the show where we share personal stories of inner courage from all around the world to inspire you to find your own. In today's episode, we're talking with Sally Ann Saint, especially around the subject of overcoming that inner critical voice. And in doing so, she's hoping to inspire you to gently start questioning those thoughts that are holding you back so you can see them as a program that can be updated and renewed for the better. Now, Sally has been a professional energy worker for over 16 years, training in Reiki to level three, massage and reflexology. She's treated everybody from humans, horses, dogs, and even cats with her healing energy. She also facilitates group works whereby she works with the energy of each individual and supports them in releasing and being in the now. She uses art as a way of anchoring the individual in the process of their unfolding. Now, before we jump into it, a very quick thank you to our episode sponsor, 1000 Ripple Effects, a thousand stories creating healing ripples throughout the world and changing lives. For more information, go to 1000RippleEffects.com. And now on with the show. So the first question I always ask is, why do you want to share this particular story with everyone? Absolutely. Um, why I want to share this particular one is because it's very current for me. Also, it's something that we will all have to walk. So there are some things that happen to us that can be quite unique that not many people would experience. This one we will all have to face. And so this is why I wish to share this one, because um, if you're not already going through it, one day you will. And maybe something that I say will spark something or give you hope or give you understanding of the journey. Beautiful. So what is your story? Where does this all begin? Um, yeah, sure. Um, my mum has now got terminal cancer, so that's where it is right now. Um, she's had ill health for quite a number of years, so um, she's had various things happen, but there's always been a tablet or an operation. or a, And then finally, um, just after Christmas, she found that her cancer had come back and that it was terminal. Um, and this journey has been something that I will talk about personally for myself, um, in that I have found in being ripped apart and feeling ripped apart where my heart literally just goes whoosh, yeah? Um, in allowing myself to do that, I've also found immense peace. And it's one of those things that you, it's like a, not a counterbalance, but it's almost like you're given a gift when you do this. So in allowing myself to grieve, to feel, um, I'm also understanding I'm becoming more human. And that's great because for me, I carried quite a role of being perfect. And that's from childhood, from people around me, from whatever. But ultimately, I understood that I still carried it in a way. And in this journey, because my mum still has time, it's not about that. I am learning so much about myself. Uh, my dad passed away over 10 years ago. So mum is my final parent. Yeah. And that understanding that one day she won't be there is making me far more responsible. So. In my life in general, in my work, I am becoming more successful because I don't have the but. So, oh, but I can't do that because of. So it's been a dual thing that I am learning so much. Um, you know, we talk about courage, but you reach courage sometimes from being absolutely terrified, from being absolutely broken. So it's not that you're, you're this muscle person going, oh, I've got courage. It's actually that you're allowing yourself to be real, to be vulnerable, to face things, to be honest. Yes. And that's where the courage comes from, is just peeling off these layers. 
um, it is a journey I'm still on and it will be a journey until for as long as it will take but um, like I'm learning to not allow fears to uh, to come into this because when mum was given the term of cancer those two words horrendous to hear but actually then I was thinking well they're just words you know and I'm seeing that you know, my mum is still here every day and so I'm seeing the beauty and the joy and this is what happens when you transform things so all of us no matter where we are in life this is something we will all have to face um my journey with my parents has been as I've learned a hell of a lot because I have to they both had repressed childhood so they came with lots of things that were very tough for us to then work with so part of my healing journey is to transform those things and so I have done for a number of years and then I share that so I've shared it with people I've inter been interviewed whatever so I always share and I feel that this is it's important for me to share this as well so when it comes is that you don't soldier on you allow yourself to break but then when you break you allow, it's like you allow life in a different way. You see colours differently. You absorb the joy of life. It's like the duality. Yes. Yeah. And if you, yeah. if you don't face it now and let yourself break, let yourself grieve, it's just going to hit you harder afterwards. And Absolutely. to me, what a beautiful gift to be able to do that with your mother while she's still there, while you can still have those conversations with her. I can pick up the phone and talk to her so I can feel the horrendousness and the void but then, but then I can talk to her and, and just hear her voice um, and also like societally we've been a little bit blanketed by grief is only what some people you have the funeral then it's over well it's it's not there's a process to it but the process to it is a big healing for us I feel in a lot of ways I'm reclaiming things in that I'm like the responsibility the personal responsibility that it's like I'm becoming stronger in a way because I'm, I'm meant to be and, and that's the thing of allowing myself to feel is that we we allow ourselves to grow at the same time yep so how have you found you've been accepted or perceived by society by talking about this before your mother's passed because it's kind of a taboo subject to talk about so openly absolutely and um, also i'm an energy worker so i can feel when people are open receptive and i can feel when they don't want to know and so this is a great thing about linking with people like you and that you're given a platform for true speaking yes. so it's it's important because at the same time um i don't particularly want to be feel somebody's wrath when they're not ready to hear these words so but i can feel if someone is open receptive also when i have been open then somebody will say well actually my mum's wrong so it's it's allowed others to be open and honest so there's there's a, a time to speak and there's a time just to allow because also i'm taking care of myself so i'm not going to blur tape to to uh tom dick and harry but i am i'm going to be open and i can feel when there's a reception there to people are, are viewing their own lives differently this is a part of life and grieving is part of our life anyway we could grieve the loss of a job the loss of our you know the loss of many things so it's not just about the death of a, of, a, of a person or a relative we can grieve many things but also i i um I listened to a lovely thing on YouTube and it was saying that grieving and gratitude come hand in hand. And it was a really oh, interesting what I've been feeling. So you allow yourself to feel mm. and then you have this, because you release, you have this um, strength come through. And I thought, what a beautiful way of, of explaining the process in whatever it is that you're grieving about. Yeah. 
Yeah. And have you found that they say, is it five or six stages of grief? Do you find that happens in the order that they say it happens in, or it's one big jumbled mess and you just go with it? Mine's been more of a jumbled mess, to be honest. There's times I'll feel angry and then it'll go. And there's, you know, so I just, I just, and I'm just allowing. So, and that's the great thing is when you get older as well, I'm 46, you don't go by prescriptions, you know? So if, if somebody says this is how it's going to be, well, actually, then you think, actually, I'm just going to go with what's right for me. And that's another freeing thing. I am freeing myself up. I'm becoming my own parent. I am responsible for my own life, my own, my, my young child while well, he's young as well. It, it just, it, it just is solidifying me and freeing me and, and allowing myself to feel many ocean, many emotions. I'm sure I'm not just grieving about this one thing when something comes up. I could be grieving about a number of things, but just to be honest and allow is is just um, um, there's times I've been on the floor and just broken and just sobbed. Yeah. Uh, then there's times I'll go outside and I hear the birds singing and it just resonates with my heart. Yeah. You you feel things a lot more deeper in the world once you've had that grief cycle. You can yes. see things more clearly then. You feel things more clearly. Absolutely. Um, I did something, it was similar with my dad because my, when my dad passed away, he was ill for a period of time. So there was, there was similarities, but also there's that link with mother to mother. You know, I'm a mother as well. So I'm a, it's like there's a real resonance with this one because she's my mum, because I'm a mum. You start looking at your own, at your own life and that one day your own life will expire as well. Your body will expire. Your soul will still continue. There's eternal life, but then you're, you're seeing the reality that one day your body will, you know, so it's just, there's a, a cycle that you're looking at because of this, which is deeper. Yeah. And has anything come up from your mum's side, which is, really helped facilitate your journey um i saw her once i took her to it was when we went to the the final visit to the cancer specialists in in a, in a, a city close to us and it was when they told her that the the kindest thing to do was let nature take its course so there'd been treatments there'd been operations or whatever but actually when they stopped and what i saw was her drop the the fight almost. My mum's been a fighter, she's had to because lots of things have happened. So she'll brace herself against things and she'll push herself through and it's really hard, but I'll do it, you know. Um, and I saw her drop it. And that moment really made it just because I was there, because I saw it, because I saw her frailty almost to her surrender, it that sense seemed to go really deep with me. And, and when I, I then just, when it came, because I saw her drop. Yeah, you were seeing her and her vulnerability and from the sounds of it, yeah. she's a very formidable woman who doesn't let people in like that. Absolutely. And also then I saw when she did that, I saw actually how old she was because um, when you just see mum, you know, no matter who you are, when you look at them, you see mum, you won't see. And suddenly I saw, and I, like I went home and I saw so many things have to change. I got a stay lift in because she's got real problems walking. But I could suddenly, I looked and I thought, oh my gosh, this woman needs help now. And so things just went in place because she dropped it. I could actually see behind her push then that she needed things in place for her own safety. Yeah. And so it, it just, it, it did, it did something me seeing her vulnerability like that. Has there been any conversations that have come up that you've had with her, which you felt have been really courageous to have? There was uh, maybe not correct. Actually, yes, it was. Um, I've had, um, 
uh, not an issue with my name, but when I was younger, when I was younger and in school, I would have got bullied for it just for various reasons. I was a sensitive child. And so, you know, I would have been teased about it and I was bullied for other things. And so I've always, maybe things got put on there that weren't there or maybe my personality, my identity then, things were put on there because I was bullied. And I did this work, art workshop um, with another person and I said we'll do a workshop about our names. And what came up was I put in the middle, I put my full name, then around I put the things that had happened and the things that were said when I was a child and then I did this big arch around it of, of the current then how I feel now. And I asked my mum where my name came from because um, I rang her and I said because that's the one conversation I won't be able to have with you when you're not here. How did you choose my name? And she said, because I loved it. And that was, it's like that, um, to hear that, to know that, and it just wiped away the, the, um, the things that got associated on it from my childhood then, just these little things that got nitpicked around my name. And it was just to hear that from my mum, because I love that name and I wanted to give it you. Yeah, and it's just invited so many things, but also it takes courage to say to that person that they, you know, when they, I'm still here, I said, oh, she said, why do you want to know about your name? I said, because one day I won't be able to ask you. Yeah, and I'd like to know. And there's so many of those conversations that maybe you don't think about now until after it's happened. So absolutely leaning into those and exploring those now is a real courageous act. So and, and for us both as well, because she because she's very I'm, I'm going to put this face on and she's very she's been very found it really hard to let people know how she's felt because she's very defensive. She's very so I'm fine, you know, and and, and even that was with the medical profession as well and, and people that come in to help. Um, but um, I'm finding just I'm freeing myself up to have these conversations because they're gifts for me as well, because mm. I can do this. And that's the thing when you've got a, a member of the family with when you know there's an illness and you know which way it's going, you can have those moments. Whereas somebody, if, when somebody is abruptly, their life is abruptly um, shortened, then you don't have those chances. So I see it as a gift that I can ask questions. Mm. And that my mum, and it must, you know, and for my mum's healing and her journey to drop this defensive as well, for her to me then ask these questions, it must be eroding away at her as well, the defence mechanism. And it is, I can see it softening because there's people who have been very kind to her in the care that she's having and that's helping immensely to be around people who were there for you. And I guess that is her big lesson right now is to let people in to help her. Absolutely. And and yes. What is that in her life? <laughs> absolutely and like she's been the one that's done a million and one things for other people but not for herself and she sacrificed herself and then I can also see from her what I've watched her why her body you know her body has she's been a workhorse but then her body is given you know so it's it's understanding it's helping me understand to keep the balance because I had two parents that worked themselves into the ground so I've got that in me that I can really work but also then you see the end result so you know, we can learn from our parents' journey as well. If we choose to and allow ourselves to, we can think, okay, well, what does that mean for me? Self-care, self-love is, is a big thing for me because that you can see that that's lacking with the workhorse then. They just keep on going and ignore what's going on with their own bodies and their own emotions. Yeah. And that was really a societal thing for their generation. It was work and work and work because that was how you got stability. Absolutely. And it's changed so much since then. 
totally and like but it was my mum uh, my mum and dad it was a farm so there was it was you know it's their farm so for them there is no nine to five because the farm is always there constant and so you know yeah and it's you know so I'm seeing you know but also I'm understanding that we can actually work better when we allow ourselves to play and relax as well so I'm seeing that, that you know that balance actually makes you work even more effectively because you're not always trudging on the wheel yeah um but yeah, and, and, and like I'd love to, because societally we're very closed on, on grief, on death, we're afraid of death, to be honest. You know, when you talk, you know, people, there's a lot of fear there. But also, if you don't open to, up to this, you're going to miss a hell of a lot. So I would love this interview to spark inside somebody the understanding of that if you walk through the fear and just face it, you then have the, you then have the opportunity of healing with that person. And, and it, it yeah. transforms both of you. It, it, it's um, it's a gift in amongst all the pain and the you know the reality of what's happened physically. It's a journey for both of you, and you you both benefit from just allowing yourself to feel. Just to be able to do that together and not have to deal with that grief separated. That to yes. me is a huge gift. It's an absolute blessing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hugely thankful for the time I have got with her. And so I'm not thinking of how long I didn't, you know, we haven't asked the doctors how long we just want to enjoy. Beautiful. And that's, that's the way to, otherwise, sometimes when people put a prediction on it, it can be a self-fulfilling prophecy and you don't want that. You just want to be and, and just allow. Yeah. And I'm hugely thankful that it's allowing, I'm feeling, I feel more human because I've, I've dropped something because I felt I maybe I was still carrying the possibly a similar mantle to my mum of, you know, um, showing everything's okay and not, you know, so for me, I'm just loving the journey of being more human. And I, and, and I felt my friendships deepening because I've got this honesty that's, that's running through me more now. Mm, I like that. I like that. So through this whole journey, where has courage really presented itself for you? And what does courage mean for you now? Mm. Well, courage has presented itself for me in um, like all those bets that I had before that I couldn't do what I wanted to do. So I'm pursuing my art with all my heart, um, which I hid, I've hidden for years because it's very personal. Um, from, a, from a child, it's been an absolute joy, but I hid it because it was me. And all those birds went, but also I had to face the fear of well, what are people are going to think, what. Mm -hmm. And it's quite surprising when I walk through the fear that the courage was there, then I felt far stronger. And every time I'll do an event or I'll take my work somewhere, I just feel this courage ball almost getting stronger. And then it gives me that energy to step, keep on stepping forward. And it feels like it's growing. Every time I do it, I feel like I've got more courage. And what courage means to me is... You find courage in those really sticky places, the places you don't want to go. And that's where I find that like courage is behind that veil of, but that feels uncomfortable because it's encouraging you to grow, but you have to walk through this, um, the illusion of that you can't do that or it's not possible or all those um, self-doubting um, programs that will be there. And then beyond it is courage. So it's always, it's like they're just waiting for you saying, here I am. And that's what it, it, courage means to me. It's like going into those areas that feel uncomfortable and then courage is there. And I know it is because I know I'm, I'm doing it more and more. I'm seeing that courage is there. Do you feel you are destined to make an impact in this world, but are struggling to find the courage to share your story? Jump over to melies.com.au for free training, presentations and videos 
or simply stay tuned for the next episode of the Courage 1000 Project.